0: All right, so we are talking about practical theology this week um, because we are trying to plug the conference coming up November 9th and 10th. It is living in between. Uh, The Christian life in the here and now. And we have two great speakers, Dr. Anthony, sorry, Pastor Anthony Savaggio and Dr. David Murray. And both these men have written books on taking, you know, complex theological ideas and boiling them down to how we worship God in our daily life. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you go to reformationboise.com, you can register there for free. And uh, the conference, we're going to give away lots of books. We're going to have food trucks there. It's going to be a great time of fellowship and worship. Now, on this topic of practical theology, I was talking to a leader in our church just yesterday. He's been a Christian a long time. He's one of our leaders, in fact, one of our teachers. And he said in a moment of transparency that oftentimes when he opens up the Bible to read it, he walks away with very little. And um, I mean, he was just saying what I felt a million times this week, even Uh, connecting the the words on the page to real life is often very difficult. So brothers, how would you pastor a person, one of your congregants or a friend with that same problem? How would you help them connect the words on the page to, to real life?
1: Ultimately, I think the questions that you begin to ask yourself as you're reading are important because you're asking yourself, what does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about me? There's really two things being revealed there. there something's being revealed about ourselves, something's being revealed about the character of God. Uh, it's the character of God that's going to produce in us fully devoted followers of Christ. So I want to know something about him and that image is to is going to be reflected in me. So I'm reading there, and I think the diff oftentimes the difference is we'd oftentimes pick up the Bible, not we pick it up out of duty, and so that's already we're starting uh, our reading with a cloud in our mind and a distraction in our mind, and so duty is uh, you know I haven't had these uh, this quiet time with God today, so I'm going to pick it up and I'll read a chapter here. And that, you know, the way to read it is to almost get lost in the text and just keep reading and uh, wish that you didn't stop, like a good novel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm.
3: And I, I think somehow we have to to get beyond that. Reading the Bible is a checklist mm-hmm. on a to-do list. Um, I think Jonathan's first question is absolutely essential. When we open the Word of God, we need to say. I want to, we open it with the prayer to the spirit to say, I want to have a view of, of God in his glory, reveal him to me. Mm-hmm. And, and we stay there and we wrestle until that, that occurs. And I, I think we need to have a sense of Jacob um, where we enter into a time of, of the reading of the word and say, I, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Mm -hmm. And what we're really asking for is a blessing of seeing God in his beauty. And once we see that, the practical is, is isn't a hard jump Mm -hmm. because once we see God in his beauty, the the practical flows from that. And so I think the mindset we, we approach the word with really does change. Um, the the encounter the experience however you want to say it when when we study the word of god and i I think this then extends out to how we approach worship Mm -hmm. if we're going to worship saying i need some expectation to be met that's apart from getting a clear view of the god that is i think we're going to often be disappointed in worship um but when we go with the right mindset that I get to come into the presence of God and see him in his beauty, when we read the word, when we enter into a, the, the the house of God on on Sunday, I think it really changes things. Part of the answer mm-hmm. to your your friend there is, uh, we have to understand the, the
1: practical nature of scripture too. Um, all things there are not similarly alike and plain. In fact, uh, Peter writes about some of Paul's letters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that you're going to get that information without a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. But, but in, in many respects, um, we should read out um, the, the main thing is the plain thing. The plain thing is the main thing. I've heard mm-hmm. Alistair Begg say that mm-hmm. over and over again. So uh, try to pick up the main themes and the yeah. plain themes, and you know, don't trouble yourself as you're reading along necessarily that you're trying to uh, discern everything. Some things are hard to understand. Some things you're going to pick up by doing that full reading. You're going to be able to reflect back and say, "Ah, that's what that was saying." Yeah,
2: yeah and, <laughs> and you know, let's let's be practical, man. Uh, there, there is there is nothing wrong, and, and nobody should feel. Uh, you're some kind of inadequate Bible student uh, if you need and are helped by a good, solid devotional aid to the Bible. Um, I use one every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, so mm-hmm. do I. So do I, absolutely. Um, one that one that I've been recommending uh, to people lately, Tim Keller, has a great daily devotional on the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. He takes a proverb every day and uh as a, a you can't role. get
1: any more practical than Proverbs, and you can't get any more
2: practical <laughs> than Proverbs. So yeah, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, remember in the Book of Acts, uh, the the Ethiopian eunuch was in his chariot and headed home, mm-hmm. and he's got the scroll of the Book of Isaiah in front of him, and he's stumped. Yeah, mm-hmm. and God sends Philip uh, to and and and. Philip finds him there and and says, "What are you doing?" And 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 remember what the Ethiopian says. Um, Well, I'm trying to read, but I'm I'm paraphrasing a bit here because I don't remember the exact words. But I'm trying to read. How can I understand it Mm -hmm. without a teacher? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Philip teaches him. uh, There's nothing wrong with uh, having a, a really good, solid get get a recommendation from your pastor of a good, solid devotional aid. Or even well, that,
1: a good study Bible, you yeah, know, there like you go. the Reformation Study Bible is a wonderful study Bible that uh, has uh, footnotes in there, uh, references, cross references, explanations. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a great aid. Yep, you know, Phil, I can't help but think it what you were uh, just talking about uh, that great quote from. The Ethiopian eunuch, how can I understand unless I have a teacher? And I think you're right that many of us, we're just naturally arrogant. And we approach the Bible thinking, oh, I can I can get this on yes. my own. I can figure this out on my own. Actually, Jesus said the exact opposite. That apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, Jesus said that uh, a man cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. And so when we approach the Bible and you feel your inadequacy, no, duh. Right. I mean, that's what the gospel um, tells us, that we're inadequate. That's part of the sign of, oh, yeah, God, Even I can't even read the Bible without your Holy Spirit coming and helping me and aiding me.
3: Yeah, and I, I think that's an essential point to, to look at, that we need to approach the Word of God and say, um, every time we open it, um, every time I'm, I'm in my study preparing for messages on Sunday, um, I'm asking the one that authored the bible to help me understand what he wrote. So if the spirit is what was used by God to bring the message to humans to write, it's also the holy spirit that helps illuminate that in my heart and life, and we need to understand that the spirit works through other people. So this is why the devotional aids and and the study bibles are helpful because Um, The Spirit also gives wisdom and understanding to these godly men and women that have provided some of these aids for us, and we shouldn't be ashamed um, to use them. What is that Mm -hmm. book our conference
1: speaker has written about uh, finding Jesus in the Old Testament? I think that's what it's
0: called, isn't it? Jesus, Jesus on every, every page. Jesus
1: on every page, and and the interesting thing when uh, Phil was talking about the Ethiopian eunuch and his uh, request to understand what was being written there in Isaiah, it says Philip opened his mouth and beginning with the Scripture, he told them the good news about Jesus. Right. Uh, there is a there's a sense in which we read these things about God in the Old Testament, and we're what we're doing is we're of finding that they're revealing to us through types and shadows and other things uh, the Jesus that is to come. Mm-hmm. So he is the actually the storyline
0: of all that. Yeah, maybe one more practical, at least for me. You guys probably have more, but one more practical way of of how do I how do I approach the Bible how do I engage with the Bible? One of the things that I do, John Piper wrote a book several years ago called Future Grace, and I found it to be one of the most helpful, practical books that I've ever read because basically the idea behind it is that there's promises that are in the Bible that promise you grace. And when you believe them and trust them, <laughs> that grace is unleashed in your life. And that's Galatians three five, where Paul says, um, does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law or by hearing with faith. So basically, what Piper argued for in that book is that you find a specific promise that addresses your need, you meditate on that promise, you trust that promise, and then you, you believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. So like, for instance, you're reading the Bible and you know that you need the Holy Spirit to come and instruct you. And so Jesus says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so a simple prayer, Lord, I'm asking you for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You say that if I ask you for the Holy Spirit, you'll give it to me. I trust that you will do that as I'm reading your word now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, three simple questions. And uh, Jonathan touched on this a little bit ago, but um, uh, I've told people for many many years when you when you come to the Bible and and you're let's say you you just got your Bible and and nothing else you don't have any devotional aid ask three simple questions when you read it what does it tell me about God what does it tell me about me what does it call me to do just three three simple questions and and ask them prayerfully uh, pray holy spirit direct me you who inspired the word, uh, speak speak now into my heart. But what does it tell me about God? What does it tell me about me? What is what is it calling me to do?
3: Credible promise in James one. It says, "If any of you lacks wisdom, mm-hmm. let him ask God, mm-hmm. who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him." Mm-hmm. Um, God is not Amen. a man that he can lie. Yeah. That's right. So it's, he's made
0: a promise. And sometimes the wisdom comes in different ways than we would want. Yes. Sometimes the wisdom comes in, oh, God, so I'm, I'm in Second Chronicles. I'm in First Chronicles, and there's this big long list, this big genealogy. What do I do with this? You know, and just the wisdom to say, hey, you know what? I have limitations, but God doesn't have limitations. And he has written this in his word for a purpose. That's wisdom right there that you can actually turn into worship. Mm -hmm. God, maybe I don't know what this is for, but you are wiser than I. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life, and we've been talking about practical theology this week because that is the theme of our upcoming conference, Reformation Boise, living in between uh, the Christian life in the here and now. And we would just invite you to come. Uh, no matter what denomination or religious background that you have, we would love for you to come and hear uh, the Word of God being preached. It's a free conference. Uh, if you go to our website, reformationboise.com, you can register there. We're going to be giving away books. There's going to be food trucks, there's going to be worship. Um, there's even going to be a table that sells some pretty cool books and coffee mugs and shirts and all that fun stuff. But um, the greatest thing is that you'll get to hear the Word of God. So we hope that you would come um, again. Uh, it is November 9th and 10th. Just go to ReformationBoise.com to register. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.